forever. Dog. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Said that we have to wrap at 3:45, so I want to just make sure that we're warmed up to wrap. Yo, yo, I'm on a clock, clock. I got a Glock, Glock. It's pointed at my head. If I don't wrap on time, time, ha. Okay, great. I'm I'm warmed up. Hari, do you want to go? Okay. I am I am doing rap. This yeah. is rap music. This yeah. is how it sounds when Hari Kundabolu raps. I can't think of another word that rhymes with raps. Raps, nope. raps, raps, raps. Very good. All right. And I'm sorry it's time to end the rap segment of this show. Welcome to Treks in the City. Did you? Yay! That's my soundboard. <laughs> So happy to be here. Guys, how's it going? We're here. We're here to talk about an episode of Star Trek with a guest that we have. I'm not going to tease it yet because... Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about (laughs) to begin. So mad already? (laughs) Quick, get the popcorn. Let's let's shut up. (laughs) Look how I have to do it to talk. Let's shut up. It's starting. Uh, Alice, you look insane. Your like glow up, your te- your glow up, your tech glow up has been. It's a big tech glow up. It's a bit like if you're guys yep. not doing the video thing, you should check it out because she looks like, um, like she has a million followers right now and they're all commenting because she's looking to a side. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like a Twitch. Yeah, I, I and I will review the Paracone MD game system um, later on. It's Follow. a vitamin C serum, and Follow. you know I use vitamin C. Uh, I have been watching skincare beauty influencer videos. So, guys, um, know him from the Olympics. First of all, obviously, he's a gymnast, a gymnast, <laughs> a nasty gymnast. What we call it? Real gymnasty. Um, I met him in New York originally and through my ex-husband, Andy, and um, he is a wonderful person, a good example of uh, how to be a, a good person and a comedian and a guy at the same time. This is the longest intro in, in life. He has, you probably have heard of his documentary, The Problem with the Poo. Oh. Um, he is here to, for us today. What if, what if he left? Wow. Hari Kundabalu. <laughs> Hey, hello, hello, Vera. Yay! Hello. Yeah, yay! Welcome. I feel like that wasn't enough applause. You, you want more? Or do I? Yeah, I want more. Give me more. Yeah, don't. Is that better? Yeah. They are in my planet. Those are better. It's I feel better like there was applause. a bongo in the background of that one. Anyway, Hari, how are you? I am good. 
I'm in San Diego, California. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about that. First thing to say. Well, it's really beautiful here. The weather's great. The fact I started by telling you about the weather tells you what I think of everything else. Um, but you sound uh, like yeah, it sounds like a that's specific, you know. It's uh, <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, I we went to the uh, beach for my girlfriend's uh, birthday a few weeks ago, and we went in the middle of the day on a Wednesday. We figured you know we'd have a nice beach day, except it was packed. No one was six feet away from each other. No one was wearing masks other than us. So we turned around and went back into the car and, and got right ice cream. Back goddamn home. Was, it didn't it, feel right. It didn't feel it, right. It didn't feel right. People here, I don't think they believe in disease. Well, well you know, a lot of those people are not from California. Like they're just actually accepting tourists right now. That you guys are taking tourists? No, I mean, I'm not. Oh yeah, I've been Airbnb and everyone from around the globe. <laughs> But I think it is Veronica that it's the problem. I am um, the problem. Yeah, Veronica. <laughs> Venezuelans refuse to believe. Now that there's a virus, it's just they refuse to believe that it's going to happen to us. So it's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not trying to be like that. I've been freaking out in my house, too. Yeah. Um, you know that yelling can spread the virus, though, right, Vero? It's a pro Yeah. Yeah, I tell them that. And then they are like, yelling you're so too. American, chill. <laughs> but you were earlier today yelling in my house. Sorry. What? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know until now. <laughs> I was yelling on FaceTime, speaking to my husband and his boyfriend, who yeah. just introduced yeah. himself to me. No yeah. warning. I did a socially distant free garage sale <laughs> to give... Basically, I want to give away all my good clothes to my friends because she rules. Uh, you can't resale right now, and I have too much good shit to just she go wants to, to get rid of it. Goodwill. Um, and I specifically sent people instructions. It was like, okay, come in, mask one person at a time. Like, obviously, no hard breathing or yelling. And Veronica's like walking around on FaceTime with Jose, like, no, I love this. Like, skirt. <laughs> I have like, a fucking mask. Oh my god, can you believe that? <laughs> I was like, we're three girlfriends here. We're hanging out. This is what's happening. I couldn't I couldn't leave. I couldn't help it. It was That's an so infectious funny. energy and an infectious disease. And Alice was like, so, um, so good at uh making her friends come on time and leave on time and kicking us out. I was <laughs> keeping not, her little store like Karen originally was gonna come at 10 a.m. Then she was gonna come at 1 p.m. Then she was gonna come at 2 p.m. She's currently here now so, so uh okay, i was not great at that but hari you were hari, which which Aaron, to, is there a wait, comedian Aaron? i just yeah, want to say context oh. oh my god tell uh, Aaron, <gasps> have, have uh her as a guest. i said hello i will hello from hari i'll send her a, and veronica a, and veronica my iced coffee i'll write that veronica too oh that's true yes you you know her as well yes uh, uh so wait a little context to the beach your kid. girlfriend is pregnant. You're about to have a baby. Yeah, we're about to have a, a kid. So she, her family's in San Diego. So we are here till the middle of November. Baby should be here in a few weeks. And uh, yeah, we want to get out of New York for a little while. A new baby. Juicy. Yeah. You can just go. Nyam, 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 nyam. <laughs> <laughs> Who told you I was eating the baby? You can go. Nyam, 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 nyam. Because uh, they like it. They laugh at that. 
Well, not when they're so little, but it's fun. Uh, my brother just had a baby in Brussels, and I'm dying to meet her. It's, like, so crazy. So I'm baby crazy just because of that. I'm like, just show me your baby that's local because mine is, like, too far. <laughs> show me your baby that's local. Local babies. Since the <laughs> other one is... <laughs> There's a baby here. Wilder's here right now. Well, he's oh, really? getting me iced coffee. But Check that baby out. I, I wanted to smush my baby, my baby, which is a cat, together with Aaron's baby because... <laughs> My my baby is really good at playing with human babies. Your babies were so cute today. Yeah. Um, Jose wants to make out with them. So, Hari, what's that face about? What is going on? Why are you? <laughs> I, oh, I'm following along. This is <laughs> rapid fire, and I'm a father now, and things go a little oh slower. Oh, my God. You couldn't oh, wait. So you, down couldn't... For you. <laughs> <laughs> you were ready for this. You were ready to be like, I'm that yacht now. rock vibe right now. <laughs> so what are Hello. we talking about? Michael McDonald? This is good. The sandals, even in the wintertime. <laughs> so um, what have you, what have you been doing? Have you had any like professional gigs at all during this time, Hari? I did a few um I did a few stand up sets but it's weird cuz it's not stand up it's basically this except there is no audience and I do it for about 10 minutes and then someone sends me money on Venmo. Yeah. It doesn't That's why I got the soundboard. I cuz I'm now to... doing I'm doing comedy shows and it's like in um in Zoom times which is what this era is called officially right. in the Zoom times. Okay. Comedy as an art form is actually resetting. I don't know if you know that. So, like, it's start. We're starting over. Um, uh, what's funny now <laughs> is funny like during like um, the in, like the in the beginning of like stage comedy, like like ragtime stuff, and like it's all very physical, very slapstick. So, I actually loaded up a bunch of like, you know, <laughs> and then I was fun. like a first date. And everybody loves it. See, it's good. It like fucking works. And I'm just like racking it up. So, hey, do that a few more times because that's my future in a few weeks. <laughs> hey, Mark Gondavalu here to just talk to you guys live. On, oh, I swear to God. Oh, <laughs> uh, it wasn't me. It was my baby. You're gonna, that's what you're practicing. This yeah. one's I'm, called business. Well, what would I do? What is the business? <laughs> it ends right it ends like politely <laughs> keeping it profesh trade 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 sell 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 <laughs> never not gonna be fun what other sounds are there Alice or are you locked into the fire? I don't know I gotta get out of here <laughs> um, wow she couldn't leave fast enough it was like I wow I hope she's okay I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. Wait a minute. What? Um, <laughs> easy, easy. Let's do it. Let's. This is great. Where's your Twitch? I'll follow you, Alice. <laughs> I like this. It feels like comedy is restarted. So I'm laughing at. I just uh, said that. It's the hits. This is you the hits. You said that man thing. But this is like kind of a, if if you go into like the shock jock radio zone, it's sort of like. <laughs> 
Okay, here we are. All right, we're back, and it's time to just hit. Okay, and we're here with Kari Kandavalu up next. We'll be right back after this message. All we right. just came in. Why you are farted we farted too much? With you. <laughs> It's oh, like I'm getting, I'm your board is like uh, your board is ten farts and two other things. Dave Ross, I don't know if you know who Dave Ross is, the comedian, um, LA comedian. Had he did a half hour at the Improv one time, and he used to be a, like a morning radio DJ for oh a while. God. He used to work at one of those stations, you know, and so he just had like f- fourteen minutes of stings, like. Like just like garbling into each other, like Dave Ross, and it just went on for so long, and it was that's funny, amazing. So that sounds like the pre-era, pre-era, yeah, of your exactly. It was like he's your caveman. He's my yeah. That was like the 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 cave of walls of Lascaux for me. Um, and now here you are. I have one cool thing is that we tried to record this podcast last week and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because let's talk about it. Let's just say uh, it of me. Okay. Uh, we did not, we were not able to record because my audio setup um, was still just sort of not, it was like, it was foreign to me what I was doing and um, I didn't have the confidence that I needed. One basically. week later, look mm-hmm. at her. Look One at her now. We didn't do the episode because I of just her. didn't take my hair out. It's yeah. Hot. Here you go. I'm doing this. It's a green screen. Effect. It's a green screen hair. Say hair is hard to simulate. Guess what? I'm doing it live. Um, <laughs> One week later, here we are. The pre prehistory of fart um, effects. But now we're here again, and Hari has graciously agreed to come, come back. back be with us again which is very nice of you Hari and I'm so happy that you're here and I miss you my friend I miss you too my friend it's really okay that I don't know all that much about Star Trek <laughs> that's what I, we Whoa. were gonna ask you wait wait <laughs> Can you... I thought you were gonna ask each other that that how are you? <laughs> is it okay that I don't know that much about Star Trek yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love it <laughs> I don't know why I love it so much, but it makes me so happy. It's so dumb. I love it too. You really need one of these. And you also need like just a keychain that plays it. They have those little sound machines on keychains. And I think you should have the record scratch one because it makes you so happy. Can we can we do one that like recreates the B-52's Love Shack video? Mm-hmm. Okay. Your what? Oh, wait. I don't Dead. know. What- oh, it's... For- there's a scene where all of a sudden the lead singer goes, you're what? And then that sound comes on, I think. And then another uh, another person yells something, which I believe is tin roof rusted, which I don't I don't understand. Tin roof rusted. OK, I didn't I wasn't up to speed on that. But so guys, you- I want to know about. Sorry. <laughs> You've like- literally nothing. I'm um, like, I have lost interest in this interaction. Moving on. <laughs> That's recording with Veronica, which is like both like it's not a bug, it's a feature. <laughs> Hurry, you're not saying anything. What did I say? Let me go. <laughs> it's a little bit it works, and honestly, it's a tight ship. The thing that happens with it is that we go back to talking about this thing. So that we're like the Star Trek. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, That's the main thing. Hard agree. 
but I was I was getting to that. It was just like I was gonna go. I miss him. I want to, you know what I wanted to ask you? I wanted to ask you about you guys, how you know each other. Like, what's your history? Because, like, um, New York, LA, earlier. Andy introduced us, right, Hari? Yeah, yeah. Um, This is before you were married to Andy, but like, we met at the creek in the cave because Andy and I started together in Seattle. Uh, mm-hmm. Seattle, Washington, where he's originally from and where I started doing stand-up. And uh, we met at the creek. And then uh, I don't think I saw you for a very long time. And then we saw each other again. You had gotten married and then divorced to Andy. And then, uh, yeah. I know. One of the people who was like, hey, you okay? Yeah, because it was like, you know, a lot of our friends. for a ver- And for kind of a, a, a funny amount of time afterwards, weren't yeah. booking the same shows and stuff and for us it was like we did have a period of time after we got divorced where it was not good with us obviously we weren't like let's chill you know um because divorce is a big deal but we did you know we did salvage quite a friendship out of our marriage and we did it kind of relatively quickly because we had an amicable breakup and so like we'd be talking on the phone and like one of us would be like did Sean O'Connor like call you about booking? A, he wanted to have you on a show, but he like asked me if it was okay. <laughs> like we were just like, but we're currently on the phone talking about it. It would go that went on for years. Yeah, like a good two years at least in LA. People were like, "Andy's here. Is that okay?" And I'm like, "Yes, I drove him there." So <laughs> no one because no, so that's a normative then, like that yeah. that it's like a horrible thing to see your ex somewhere. I'm like normalize. <laughs> The other thing is that he was doing jokes about how I was like super slutty or whatever. <laughs> and I, people I were like, was about oh to my say, God, yeah. Alice must be. And meanwhile, I'm at the show, like, like dying, like, <laughs> like help him write the jokes. Like I honestly, <laughs> I still to this day think he's, he's probably one of my favorite stand-up comedians to watch. I think his writing is wonderful. I he's love it. He's a great it. writer. He's a and very, I fucking love yeah. his jokes about me. I think they're really good. I mean, he knows me really well. She loves it. Little subtleties that like even the audience might not get that he puts in. It's like, I, that really hits for me. So yeah, great. That's super great. That's you know, yeah. Andy went to high school with one of my best friends, uh, Lindy. They went to Garfield high school together mm. in Seattle. That's funny. That's a funny name. Lindy? I was just plugging her book yesterday Garfield. in the newscast. Which, which one? Well, Garfield Shrill, High School? The first one. Not yeah. her first second one, but she, I was doing an episode about uh, fat phobia yesterday. Oh, yeah. Shrill would be the book. Yeah, yeah. That was a great, great book about that. Um, but I, I love everything that Lindy has ever, every time she touches pen to paper or fingers to keys. Ugh. I her, love her. her new book's going to be so good. It's uh, it's movie reviews. So good because that I know is her like absolute jam. Have you read Lindy West ever, Veronica? No. I think I had a. I have one of her books. In I read here. other things. I read I like myths. Yes, I know you read myths. Woman uh, who ran with a like wolf. She's just so funny. So God. Funny. Anyway, um, I would like to. So I that's how we know would each other. Enjoy- and Hari did helped me open um, when when I did when I tried to sell out Union Hall. <laughs> oh Thanks. yeah, that was a good show. It was a good show. I marketed that. I put everything I had into marketing that show, and it worked. And I was just like, Whoa! but then <sighs> it ended up being awesome. And you were a huge part of that. 
That was so fun. That was a re- and the lineup was loaded. I remember. It was, so <laughs> it was weird like I used to go to Union Hall like every once or twice a year, and then it it was like I have like a group of like comedians that I came up with that are like part of my class. You know what that's like, right? Like you're. I feel like you, Hari, are a class above me. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think that's right. I would have come up with like Rory, like the Rory Aparna, like that. Yes, which all of you guys, to me, feel like sophomores to my freshmen, whereas, like, maybe Kumail is, like, junior at that point. Right. Kumail and I started around the same time, too. Okay, so then John Mulaney. I think Mulaney and I also started around the same time. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Mulaney was, like, more just tales of Janine Garofalo. (laughs) Because I did did Aspen with with him in 2007, and we were, like, in the same... Yeah, so it was about the same time. Maybe it's his old world. <laughs> Maybe it's how long? It sounds like he's from 1982. Right. <laughs> so how long is a is a generation? Like it's a like gen- I would say a like year, three to five years. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then the guys I are, that are in my class um, would be like Danny Solomon and Normand, Mark Normand, Mark Normand, um, Mike Lawrence. Right. Right. Like these are the people that I was at open mic with. So I'll go to I'll go to New York, and the ones that still live there, I have to like only put one of them on the bill every time I <laughs> go in because they're all dudes and they're all. Did just you like, start in New York? Yeah, yeah, I was in New York for like five, six years. Like you didn't start in another city before and then move to New York? Oh no! Wow, that's hard. No, it's great. It's like the best. You can fast track it because you can go up four times a night. That's how I, I moved to New York directly. Mm. Wait, are you in New York now? No, I'm oh. in LA. I oh, went to right. Alice's house this morning. That's right to get the shirt. It's a good shirt. <laughs> um, I got more things. I got little hats that were no, I'm at the park. Ridiculous. What? Wait, sorry. Shut up, kids. Sorry, <laughs> right, that's way too long. So funny how long that took. <laughs> I'm like, so stupid. What is it gonna be? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi. Um, Picard falls in love with one of his subordinates. Oh, okay. We're just going right into it. But he can't deal with having to order her into dangerous situations. Okay. So a little backstory for Hari about this show and this specific episode in particular. Now, and I, I, for, for, um, sorry. And also for us, because we don't know what, we don't know what you mean when you say like, I don't know that much about Star Trek. Like what is exactly? Is this the next generation or is this the original or is this is the next generation? What do you know? What do you know about Star Trek? I, What's your relationship to it? I have some basic understanding of the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I watched some of next generation when I was growing up. So I am familiar with the characters. I don't know that many of the plots. I don't remember a lot of it. And then I don't. I didn't watch anything after. So like you're more familiar than a lot of people. Like I know because like a lot of Jordy people come here and, and they're like, I've seen one episode or I've never seen one. Yeah, there's right, people right. Who's like who's that guy who's just like, to give you like a bar. Yeah, no, you. Yeah. 
like I definitely like I wouldn't know the plots, but I would know most of the characters that you mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Some know, people like, don't know faces. Like you're like, oh, uh, Wesley Crusher. Like I would know who that is. And you but know, like what, what is that's space- what we like about the guests. <laughs> what like the, you the- know. Like, there are different levels of knowledge. Like, if they don't know what space is, that's one thing. And then if they know, like, <laughs> okay, Worf, I know that name. That's a different. Do mm-hmm. people ever come in and say, like, oh, like Han Solo? Like, does that ever happen? Um, Patton Oswalt. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> just throw him under the bus. No. Uh, <laughs> For no reason. Uh, Star Trek. But uh, a few people do mention like uh, Star Wars. Yeah, there are, there, there are lots of people who are much more, they're just Star Wars people as opposed to Star Trek people. And I think it also depends on like when you got into the show and when mm. you came of age, you know, like Star Trek was in syndication when most of us, you know. Right. Our, we were in whatever middle school, high school, and well, Star Trek, Star, uh, Star Wars got us earlier, right? Because they started yeah, releasing yeah. those nineties movies, and yeah. then Star Trek came later with uh, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. What's the difference between a Star Trek fan and a Star Wars fan? Is there like a like, fundamental? A lot of times, it's age. Like mm. because if you got into Star Wars and you were a kid at the time. Mm. Star Wars is much more accessible for children than Star Trek is at all. Like Star Trek is just is not a show that's very accessible for children. Like they even treat children on the show like, ugh. you know, <laughs> like, like, like it's it just not. It, it's more. It's for adults. It's true. It's pure science fiction. Where as Star Wars is like a big, fun, dramatic um, morality play. Mm. That how about a, how about a kids, nowadays? kids nowadays? Kids nowadays. <laughs> You know? <laughs> Shut up! That's what I say to kids. <laughs> Those are your kids? Those yeah, are not kids, Alice. You've been... <laughs> like, this is me socially distancing. Um, so, or... Wow! Okay. <laughs> I've, wow. I've run out, though, by the way. Can you literally do... were doing nothing, and they were in awe. Can you do one where kids are impressed by a fart? Yeah, yeah, I can. I can totally do that. Uh, let's see. They just take a long time. Ready? Wow! <laughs> wow! That's a good time. <laughs> so I, I don't know if like that. The only difference is the age. I guess like. But that's not the only difference. That's a big difference. But I don't think that's the only difference. But that is a good point. That like I never thought about it as age, but it's true. Like uh, with the marketing and the Star Wars, like infiltrated disney disney or the other way around you know like they are everywhere mm. so star trek is like long one hour slow ass episodes yeah <laughs> like yeah. Star- Sometimes talk- yeah go ahead star trek always felt like science and star wars always felt like magic like yeah. they feel like two very different things like it's true fantasy. there's much more game of thrones energy going on with star wars I mean, yeah. there's action sequences in Star Wars that are like, that's where I feel like Star Wars is really the that's ground thing. That's a like, thing. Th- that's its thing. That's what it put it on the map. It did more for like space action than any, like it, when it was made, there was it's nothing like that. Space, space Besides like Getty. 2001, you know? It's I don't space know. Getty Western. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, totally. I mean, it's like instead of horses, let's use spaceships. Yeah. It's like, it's, mm-hmm. but, but Star Trek, it's like, 
there are different nations and there's treaties and negotiations. So tra- yeah. And like- yeah, it's like no, no. We're, let's be rational. Well, we slow, uh, walkly slow, <laughs> walkly slow, slowly walkly walk. Car. This is my dyslexia, just in every af- facet of my life. Um, slowly walking through hallways and being like, mm. it was, uh, it was a nice, pleasant day yesterday. Yes, for me too. And then if you they know- get into a fight, it's like two guys like. <sighs> and people are they they try talk it out talk out of it you know um so backstory about this episode for harry since you're not a fan of star trek yet do you think there is an episode of star trek the next generation wait were you confused prior what okay yeah i know what you're gonna say you know what i'm gonna say yeah you mean same I just so, wanted to know if he had first impressions before you, what you were going to say, but whatever. It's, I just, I want to make sure. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah. Right. It's a good time. It's like, and whatever. I'll cut this out. Cut everything out so far. Um, everything. Everything so far up until now. Start now. I'm just kidding, Anna. <laughs> the episode that this, this episode references, and it's very rare in Star Trek for this to happen, especially Next Generation, which is not a serialized show. It's episodic. Um, most episodes do not reference previous episodes as a rule. This episode references a, another episode when he has a scene when he describes where he got that flute. Okay. Did you watch the episode? Did I watch the episode? Yeah. yeah. No. No, no. Where he got so that flute? No, no. The episode we sent to you that we're doing this show on. We were supposed to watch an episode? <gasps> this is what we do. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're just no, communicating. No, no. <laughs> we're just communicating <laughs> the telepathy. All right. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we don't have to do... Like, I want to actually, you know... How here's panicked what are you feeling right now in your heart? No, Sorry. I'm having a creative, um, like... Oh, you talking about Yeah, because look at his oh, face. Yeah, he's he's like, I feel bad because I don't remember an email about it, and I'm, I'm like, did I miss it? Not now is not a time in our lives when we remember emails. <laughs> Remembering emails was for the before times. <laughs> That's what it was. This episode is going to be about just random shit. That is just what we're going to do, and we're going to air it anyway because our fans they'll eat they'll they just eat up anything we do. <laughs> And I'm saying this off the record so that I'm whispering so they can't hear us. Basically, it's happened before. Anything that we do. Um, no, no, no. It's we'll, happened we'll, before. We're going to do some clips and we're going to look at them and talk about them. It's been it's mistakes, kind of our mistakes. But we did a live episode about the episode that this episode references. So, what I want to do is do a live episode about this episode. So we're going to come back and recap it again with more guests. So don't worry about it. Okay. So you don't have to panic. You're our guest today. We're going to party. We're going to have a good time. Everybody start drinking. <laughs> Even me who's been sober for four years. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're going to trek now. Rain alcohol. No, it's water. Uh, <laughs> we're going to so- trek and roll. Look at your post. Like your body language is telling me that you're still stressed. Hari. She's- oh, no. It's just awkward. It's just that the the see the sofa's this way. Is this I would have done this in the office anyway. I would have been like, you see, like water from your sweat start to like come up under the camera. Line. You're like sweating into the camera. 
Harry's like, I'm no, I'm totally fine. Like blood coming out of your nose and eyes. You're like, no, great. I should have just said yes. And then we would have. You would have. You're not. First of all, you're not even. You're not the this first. Been not it. even the second guest to have not watched an episode. We wish we could say you're the first. Can we talk about. Um, <laughs> I'm like mothering everyone from from Zoom. Listen, I want to know more about this. Like, uh, are you like a Star Wars person? Like, what are you? What do you? What are you a fan of? How about that? What are you? Well, tell us what you're a fan of. What is that? Just from the heart. Let it inspire you. Let it inspire you. I mean, I've always aspired to be a fan of myself. I feel like if you're a fan of yourself above everything else, you can truly be a fan of other people and other things. Wow. It's funny that the inspiring music is just like white noise. This season <laughs> on Star Trek and Star like, Trek The Next Generation and Treks in the City, we, stayed, we made a longer title to talk about what affects us, what, hold, what we hold dear. Because if it's not going to space, it's not in your face. I get affected by a lot of things, mostly stimulus, visual <laughs> stimulus, audio, video, all the senses, stimuli. So Veronica, Alice, and Hari, we're joining you every day, twice a day, to talk to you about a Star Trek episode that Hari didn't watch. We hope you'll join us this season on Treks in the City. But here's the I thing. I bet we could I... use that for promo, right? <laughs> Probably could use that for promo. So, Veronica, you're saying you can't hear this <laughs> at all? What I hear what I hear is like... <sighs> and then music. And oh, then... Nice. oh, that's good. Well, that'll be great. <laughs> it was inspiring enough. Just inspiring enough. <laughs> um, okay, okay, so... It got into some parts of my heart. And yeah, then, let's do some let's do some clips, Anna. I want to know about uh uh no, I want to know about Harry like what do you watch? What is your uh frame of reference like with Star Trek? And I mean, I watched little Star Trek like I was saying like the, the Next Generation and I liked and I'd never seen Star Wars cuz I'd seen the prequels first and mm -hmm. I thought they were stupid and racist and I didn't want to see anymore. And then I was told that you're not supposed to start with the prequels. They were mistakes. And then I went back to the original three and I really liked it. And so I went from liking Star Trek to not like, to not liking, um, I went from not liking Star Wars to liking it and then ha keeping some knowledge of Star Trek. But generally I think the thing I've been most influenced by is Hinduism since Hinduism, I feel like, Uh, is, mytho is mythology and uh -huh. has all the elements of all of the science fiction and mm. fantasy, except people die for it. Right. Well, people die for a lot of different fantasies in here in the U.S. I mean, look at QAnon. Not that <laughs> Hinduism is a fantasy per se, but it's the mythical quality, you know, the, the, the powerful stories that move, um, the ties that bind, if you will. Right. So... Uh, <laughs> that's a lot uh, of that's well, that so by hinduism you mean you read hinduism or are you watching hinduism what's growing what's up it, growing up like what got really popular were the like the hindu epics the ramayana and the mahabharat 
in India they were turned into serialized stories that were shown every week with um lots of stage actors and some film actors and that took over India like the the country would shut down when Ramayan came on TV and it would be like really? half hour segments and nothing would happen in the middle of the day because people would watch it. And this was back when India had like one channel, Durdashin, like before it, the market mm. opened up. So it was everything. That's what everybody seemed to talk about. The one and, person. The huh? one idol. The one but, like idol people. Just like one show for everyone. Like it's so huge. Yeah, it, it became like, it became like, since there was such limited like media to begin with at that point. Yeah, it was like, it was a it was a national obsession and kind of rewoke a lot of people up in kind of a dangerous way because all of a sudden you have all these people who are becoming right-wing Hindus partly because they kind of got reignited by this by the show and by politicians but um but yeah like that kind of what like there's tons of mythology store like like different families you have to remember and different gods and different like there's the elements of especially star wars i think like what kind of gods like is it mm, okay to talk about i'm curious sure like there's a lot of hinduism is complicated to explain because it really does isn't centralized it, but like usually the idea is that there's three main gods there's like brahma the creator uh vishnu the protector and shiva the destroyer and then there's all these other gods that have been created throughout time probably due to like local traditions and um mythology that was primarily oral being passed around and you know then you know stories being written and then shared so there's like you know uh hanuman who's the monkey god who is in the ramayana myth um uh, there's krishna who's in the mahabharat myth um there's... oh i saw those movies the mahabharata you did? Yeah, they're yeah. great. Yeah, they're very... Where did you see them? I don't remember. It was... Um, I don't know. I went and found them because I started watching them at some point on YouTube, and I was like, this is fantastic. And yeah. then uh, I just found them and sat through those hours and was like... I had to pause to, like, ingest food and then come back. There are many hours. They go on... It goes on for a really long time. And but it's so fantastic. Like, um, yeah. Especially the stuff you see from like the late 80s and early 90s because the the graphics were not very good. Like the production values were low. So like there might be scenes where an arm get There's a lot of decapitation and limbs being cut off. I want to share a clip from this. Yeah, let's find one. Uh, let's share the Mahabharata. So Kali and like all those deities, what, is that part of the same or am I confused about that? I mean like they all like... Parvati, Sarasvati... They all, yeah, they would all be in that world. They might not be parts of the particular version of the myth of of these myths, but they like are in that whole world. They would have existed. So, how do you pick what's what's what does what does come to your like uh, as a as a like? I don't oh, know. Like, where do you define yourself? Does is it separated by people who believe in certain groups of things, or like, uh, does it matter? I mean, I, I view I view myself more as a cultural Hindu. Like, you know, it's cultural, but I don't see it as necessarily word for word the truth. It's like a, a tradition of literature that's been passed down for a very long, over a long period of time, and it's 
Yeah. So like you, I, don't, you don't see it spiritually. You're more like, this is a I, studious I, thing for me. No, I mean, I feel like I, 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 for me, it's like I see the spiritual elements as points of focus, but it's not, to me, it's not a verbatim truth. Right. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a spiritual connection to it. Spiritual cultural connection to it. Huge production. Jesus. It gets more, if you skip ahead to like the archery scenes, yeah, there you go. A little bit further, but you'll, that's kind of like some of the biggest moments when they actually shoot arrows at each other. So amazing. Like the production values are incredibly low. So you, like, they had to do the best they could to illustrate power with right. like limited options. But like, like that scene where there's a carriage coming out of a. Yeah. A, that's huge production value. Sure. So like, yeah. They like they, it seems like they, the production was like all over the place on it, where they were like, "We got to get this scene," and then, well, fuck, we don't have any money left. We need to get the plastic pieces, and they're like, "You got it." But it's like they can get the thousands upon thousands of extras and the costumes, but then when you deal with like special effects in the eighties, it's like straight up green screen. Everything in it is green screen. It's, when there's like amputate, like legs get cut off and stuff, what they do is it, it's done after. So it's like a straight cut from green screen. <laughs> like you see part of the background of the shot being cut off. Like it makes no sense, but they, they couldn't get like, it, yeah. they didn't have the money for like a big makeup job. So it was just yeah, yeah. straight up. Yeah. Green screen. The eyebrows on the one guy are yeah. something else. Yeah. 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 There's oh, a lot of mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> so like what was that story about like if, if like uh briefly um well, well i'll say it, that hindu stories are usually never brief because they they just take in short um, wait i'll just tell everyone uh that you should look for sorry i just so that everyone can get on the same page before this explanation it's called raman ramayana indrahit and hanuman fight yeah sorry so, for butchering but the basic story is uh, there's a, a prince, Rama, who gets exiled into the forest with his wife and his brother. Um, they have to s- live in the forest, I think it was like 14 years or something. While Towards the end of their time period in exile, um, Sita, his wife, gets taken by a demon king. And so Rama and his brother Lakshman have to track down the demon king and find hot? their wife. Which, was which the demon they, king hot? His name is Ravana. Wait, they was vet, it hot? Uh, it, like, are they describing him like that, or is it more monstrous? They usually like, describe. They they usually they 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 call it like a demon race. Which, when I think about it, I think it might have been that's how they describe South Indians because all the light skinned right. people are seem to be like the heroes, and all the like pot bellied, mustache, dark skinned people are called demons. So I see that as a potential code. As as a South Indian in particular, so um, always a- around the globe. There's like this bullshit. Colorism, it's yeah. crazy. We're learning. We're learning now. So then, basically, Rama and Lakshmi, they they we're learning. <laughs> they meet up with a bunch of like the, in this in particular- Venezuela too. Sorry, but colorism. Oh yeah. Oh, big it, time. Every, I mean, still, I was just like, I was out, I was on the beach yesterday, and I was just thinking about how like my mom would hate this because. She would say, like, your skin's going to get darker. Don't stay out too long. And it's like, we're from India. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this is like what I'm supposed do. to be dark. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in the sun. Or not. You know? Like, who cares? Right. 
That's my my brother gets really dark in the sun too. Um, I guess there are comments and people do say things like that. Like moms are yeah. still like, uh, yeah, there's so much. Okay, sorry. But well, I mean, it's but, across but, the, the globe, I just want to say. Basically, they, they cross this because the demon lives on an island. They mm. cross over. They go to war. He eventually kills Ravana, gets his wife back. Um, and that's the story. And the whole idea is that Rama is a reincarnation of Lord Vishnu. Each era of life like each it's called a yuga like each uh yeah. era of life like a different version of vishnu comes down and has to fight whatever problem is there it's kind of like the antichrist christ right. thing like you come down you fight evil ravana is the evil of this particular era so vishnu is born as rama and everything is set up so they have that fight it's like the most um the the pantheon of Hindu is like very exciting and it seems like a Marvel universe type situation. Oh yeah. Right? yeah that's the thing. Like it was always straight. Like we, I always felt like our gods were the most action figurey. Mm. Like they're, they're the most kid friendly. We're talking mm. about animals who are like personified. There's incredibly large backstories. I think I read that George Lucas definitely like took pieces of, Hindu myth and kind of incorporated into what he was doing with Star Wars, which makes sense because the backstory is long. There's all these yeah. princely kingdoms. You can spin off different like sub stories into their own yeah. stories. Like did he did he ever say that like uh, admittedly, just like this I got inspired from him? I read something just saying how he talked about the the various influences of different religions and faiths that he took stuff from. And and, and you could see it. It like, makes sense. And like makes Wonder sense. Woman and Anna pointed out Thor are directly you know, lifted from types of well, like, yeah, that's Smith. Mythologies. But like, a God. it's funny that they wouldn't do that. Like direct, you know, like Shiva would be an awesome. Right, 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 right. I and worry because the thing is, I feel like a lot if of people you do get Norse, if you do Norse, Greek or Roman gods, no one's going to mm -hmm. get angry. Uh, mm -hmm. But if like, if you were to screw up Hinduism, it's like a market of over a billion mm -hmm. people. So it's almost safe to go with the religions nobody practices anymore. That's a really, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Well, or yeah, like what's considered at this point myth. I like, like the I like the Thor island god. <laughs> I like the Nordic. It uh, takes a while to get there. That market. Yeah, it's opening in. Uh, in the, Make more money dead. You know. I I had heard this from an Alan Watts lecture about the various. He talks about like like does snippets of various um west and western and eastern religions but that the um like f kind of one of the cradle concepts of um the of, of hinduism is the uh idea of a drama that there's something that um that like every that like we're involved in like a cycle of uh, I can't remember three cycles or something like that, where um, I don't, I just remember the way he explained it being like one of the most attractive, like really made me feel like, Oh, I like want to convert, <laughs> you know? Um, because it was such, it was such a, so much about like playing with um, the temporal nature of like, I am performing this yeah, yeah, yeah. version of myself at this point, but I am the underneath part of me is God. Right. Is that yeah, I think that's definitely whether it's the example with Hindu gods actually be, having particular duties that they're supposed to 
like uphold in human form, but that's not actually, you know, that's like the human part of them has to do certain things, but they're obviously, you know, they're deities. They're like, it's different. Or whether it's trying to beat this cycle of life and death and reach nirvana and like, um, and, you know, the cycles of being reborn, it's all part of this this game. It's very similar to me to like Greek mythology because it often felt like, the humans were the actors of the gods, right? They just watched them play and they screwed with their lives and they added obstacles. And that's kind of what the myths were. It was like the gods screwing with humanity. And mm, even to some degree in the Bible too, right? Like what God does to Job really sucks. Like yeah. it just feels like that element has kind of been like is, is pr- certainly present in Hinduism where there are choices that are made in worlds you know, and it, it, like it's above your pay grade as a human to be able to do anything because to know what the hell. Yeah, you're just going to deal with these obstacles, and it's you know, it's. This fake. is what I like. That's what I like about the what I know. Well, it's just you know what I know from all the other religions are. I read cards, so I have like oracle decks, and so sometimes they mix and match deities from different places. So all I know about um, any like. God of Hinduism is women, female, like, and so then it's what I mentioned, you know, like Sarvati, Kali. Yeah. Uh, but then Kali was very curious to me because it's like this woman who's the destroyer. <clears throat> and it's just like, I came to, it's a mother, you know, so it's like mm-hmm. destruction of earth and how it creates. Um, but destruction side of it is like so specific. Well, it's light- like this savage uh, nature that we have inside of like this is over it needs to go well i mean the idea there's like this we call them yugas there's like a cycle of like that the world goes through and in each successive cycle humans are supposed to be even more immoral and lacking like they don't like they don't follow dharma like the idea of what Mm -hmm. duty is so this one is the kali yuga which is like the the, the era of Kali when the world will be destroyed. So are people like in, 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 in like modern some energy parlance, are people walking around being like, that's a Kali Yuga. Is that like uh, what, how people about 2020? <laughs> that'd be kind of amazing. I feel like there are times out of frustration. Memes, I have thought that like, yeah, I guess this is what it's supposed to be. The this religious is, memes are like, this is end game. I get it. This is towards the, uh, all right. That's so great because it also gives you the idea. I, that to me is like, <laughs> I don't at odds in any way with my conception of like my view as like um, the Tibetan Buddhism is probably the religion I most adhere to. And to me, it's just like a shorter version of that. Yeah, this yeah. Is like Everything's constantly, you know, the worst and the best and then renewing. And like the fact that we can go, well, you know what? It is what it is. And like, but mean that in a way, I don't know. It's, I'm going to be very ineloquent about this also because I'm trying to preview a clip that I want to play, which is when Picard on Star Trek meets Q for the first time. Mm. So Q is in the Star Trek universe. There actually are personified gods, which is strange. Ah, okay. The whole of Star Trek is all about like very science-based science fiction. They put it with a capital S, but in the Star Trek universe, there's also this thing called the Q continuum, which is a, a group of individuals that generally 
like gods, yeah, energies, humans, but have godlike power. Wow. And it kind of, it kind of, there's something Kali Yuga esque about them because their ability to be 100% um, omnipotent is has made them amoral in this certain mm. way. Like they don't adhere at all. They're like, why would I do anything but fuck around with you? Nothing matters. I gave you something most mortals never experience. A second chance at life. And now all you can do is complain. I can't live out my days as that person. That man is bereft of passion and imagination. That is not who I am. Au contraire. He's the person you wanted to be. One who was less arrogant and undisciplined in his youth. One who was less like me. The Jean-Luc Picard you wanted to be, the one who did not fight the Nausicaan, had quite a different career from the one you remember. That Picard never had a brush with death, never came face to face with his own mortality, never realized how fragile life is or how important each moment must be. So his life never came into focus. He drifted through much of his career, with no plan or agenda, going from one assignment to the next, never seizing the opportunities that presented themselves. He never led the away team on Milica III to save the ambassador, or take charge of the Stargazer's bridge when its captain was killed. You. End this. Moi? What makes you think I'm either inclined or capable to terminate this encounter? If we all die here, now, you will not be able to gloat. You wanted to frighten us. We're frightened. You wanted to show us that we were inadequate for the moment. I grant that. You wanted me to say, I need you. I need you. Another man would I love Picard so much. I understand what you've done here, Q. But I think the lesson could have been learned without the loss of 18 members of my crew. Saying that it worked. We collapsed the anomaly. Is that all this meant to you? Just another spatial anomaly, just another day at the office. Did it work? Well, you're here, aren't you? You're talking to me, aren't you? What about my crew? <laughs> the anomaly, my ship, my crew. I suppose you're worried about your fish, too. If it puts your mind at ease, you've saved humanity. Q has no, he, he does not care about the things that Picard cares about. And he's constantly trying to show Picard, he's obsessed with Picard. Huh. So it's really interesting because it's this god like. Picard don't give a fuck. But he has become obsessed with Picard because Picard is like the most godlike person in the Star Trek universe. Hmm. And so he's always trying to trip him up. And that seems really, I mean, that's the closest comparison. I looked up references to Hinduism in Star Trek, but I think maybe this is the most yeah. pertinent reference. Wait, what is Q? Who, like, is he a, a type of... I'm not omnipotent being. Huh. Yeah, he, he exists in, like, in... It's not, they're not from a planet. They're from a, just a continuum that exists in a dimension basically like in uh the good place continuum where yeah. wherever it is that um darcy carden's character i forget the name of the lady goes they're Janet? just like in a void 
Mm. And then they just pop into wherever they want at any time. And then they go back to being part of their, like a continuum, like a gelatinous existence that is everywhere at all times. So there's, they're in that sense, they're totally godlike because they can see and hear everything that they, at all times, they're part of everything in a way. That's, I didn't know that Star Trek had that, that the ability to, to like have figures that are beyond any kind of enforcement or control. Welcome to Star or... Trek, my man. Welcome to Star <laughs> Trek. Welcome <laughs> to Star Trek, my man. Like you couldn't sign a treaty or work out an agreement with Q. That's not right. That's no. not his thing. Right, no. but they're constantly brokering like their version with Q because Q. The only leverage that they have over Q is that part of him is human. Like there's a part of Q, just like in the sense that like. That's Hindu fascinated with humans. Posing as humans, they they have those faults and those fallibilities. And Q has the fact that he's a, he is a human who just really badly wants to kind of like buddy up with Picard. Huh. But they have this problem between them. It's like it's hard he, to. Com- he's like not going to be friends with someone. You know, like say you became friends with an aunt, and with you're like, Saturn. all you want to do is carry stuff around all the time. Don't you get it? Like. I can play video games. <laughs> and the ants like really got to carry this piece of sand from here to here. It's right, very right. important, you know? And you're like, it's not important. It's not. <laughs> and the ants like it is the whole world. <laughs> so like the cards, so, the ant. It's a lesson. The cards, the ant. Yeah. But like at Q, the comes same time- to, he, Q, Q comes to school them every time he feels like it on something, mm-hmm. you know, he just comes to like challenge their, their way to do things, perceptions, like he comes at wrong times on purpose. He's just like a a, a challenger. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's like Saturn. you can have a, whatever can Saturn have, does. And often they'll be having a, a very difficult situation that is life or death, like some sort of like rescue operation. And then Q comes in and they're like, no. <laughs> and Q's <laughs> like, I'm going to make it so much worse. You have no idea. And they're like, nope, no, we do. We know you always make it so much worse. And we he does. Busy. Yeah, and people die because of him, and he just doesn't care. And it's he's crazy. like the natural disaster. He's the uncontrolled circumstance. Yeah. He's like a one that they can talk to, and he can right. represent on camera. He's fate. Anyway. He's luck. He's yeah. whatever. That's what she was like, Kali. Kali. Yes, 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 yes. It's like destroy, but no, Kali destroys, destroys. Mm-hmm. Right. He's like, all right, you've learned the lesson. I'm bored by. Mm-hmm. He almost feels like kind of like Loki, right, from Norse mythology. It's, it's totally like Loki, yeah. Like that mischievous, Loki. like I want to, yeah, I want to get, I want to enjoy this moment right now. And yeah. Yeah. Except he want, but he is trying to impart them a lesson. Yeah. It's up to little somethings. Like they're just like, I'm, it's like bored little prat, like brats. It's like Loki if like he had yeah, Loki in the 90s TV show <laughs> where it had to be wrapped up at the end. Yeah. They had to go back to normal. That looked like, first of all, uh, Patrick Stewart hasn't aged. I know. Patrick Stewart is pretty, yeah, he's pretty good looking still. He's like, well, he's always been like 55 forever. Like, he's yeah, always that been That was 55. his breakout, right? Is that his yeah. breakout in America? Yeah, yeah. What was he, he doing before? was doing a lot of British TV. British, British uh, he was doing some British and American TV, but he was also doing a ton of theater. And I heard an interview with him not so long ago on Terry Gross, who was talking about how he he was in this period of his acting career where he was starting to get the big international 
theater parts that he really wanted and Star Trek came along and they were like, hey, we're going to offer you seven seasons and you have to do seven seasons. And he was like, I can't, I'm not doing that. Like, that's crazy. I would never assign away my whole career for the rest of my life. And his agent and everybody he talked to was like, nobody's going to make seven seasons of the show. Like, trust <laughs> me. It's not going to work. Nobody likes reboots. No one's going to so get funny. into it. And famously, that's what people told every actor on Star Trek, the next generation. That's so like, funny. Don't worry. You, you don't have to worry, but nobody's going to see this. <laughs> I didn't know this. This is great. Yeah. I'm yeah. fascinated by this. Just yeah. They all got fooled into this bullshit. And they're yeah. like and iconic like, now. And he finally, Picard, or John uh, Patrick Stewart, has returned to playing this role, even though at the for most of his acting career, he has been so like reticent to even talk about it because mm -hmm. it was like the thing, you know? And he's like, I'm, he's Patrick Stewart. I mean, he's one of the greatest actors of our time. He really is an unbelievably talented actor who has such capacity that it's unfair that he has to be just this one person. Mm -hmm. But now in the twilight kind of his, of his career in a lot of ways, he's returning to it. And I think he says that it's because this even though like it felt limiting at the time he realized like he reached heights of like being able to inhabit a character and connect with human beings watching that experience like him experience those things unlike is that's unlike any other role he could have ever played nobody's gonna connect with you know any other role he has like they did with on such a deep level because people love Jean-Luc Picard on such a deep level Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting. It's like those yeah. actors in like those in that in Ramine and stuff, yeah. especially like the person who plays Rama and also Lakshman and Sita. Like they couldn't get work after that because how can you go from playing God to anything else? Mm. Like it's like the ultimate typecasting. It's like you're yeah. you're done. Like like, like flow. Like flow like what? Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, like. That's our God. Exactly <laughs> like flow. That's hilarious. <laughs> like usual, a guest who didn't watch the episode makes one of our better episodes. So, what are you gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna come in. You're gonna try to trip us up, Kali. We're gonna we're gonna, fucking, <laughs> we're gonna work around it. You know what I'm saying. So Kali, um, you, go. you know what to do. As I'm long proud. as you become a Star Trek fan from now on, it's fine. Yes, important that you do become a Star Trek fan. And maybe now you can come back and do our live episode now that you know so much about Star Trek based yeah. on this show. Yeah. And that'll be great. That'd you be can really watch fun. the episode and the episode that it references. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. We have a live episode about that episode where you can watch it. So it's like... <laughs> You're like, um, I have... Two weeks to do this. Now you have a baby. <laughs> so before you have a literal human that you're responsible for. But um, in the meantime, is there anything else you wanted to plug? Sure. Um, I have a Netflix special, Warn Your Relatives, that's available, and I would love for people to see it. And my documentary, The Problem with Apu, uh, is available on HBO Max. Amazing. <laughs> Abrupt stop. <laughs> They were just right. like in a car. They were just driving by, real like <laughs> ready to cheer. Just like, huh? <laughs> Whoa. Driving yeah. so fast. Jesus, they're driving fast. There are so <laughs> many of them in that car, and they're driving windows so down. Fast. Windows down. At the, uh, Jesus. Yeah, there they go. Not good. Um, anyway, right, thank you so uh, much. Thank you so much for being here, Hari. Yeah. I love you so much. I'm love so happy you too. for being here twice. 
It's an, oh, this was fun. I'm so sorry I hadn't watched the episode, but I'm so glad we had this conversation. I think it's funny that we need to do a three-parter. Just now we've tricked you into being third time. That's going to be, you know, this relationship goes on and on. Um, Veronica, thanks for being here. Well, <laughs> thank you, Alice. And was, Alice. Thank you up, for being here. Thank okay. you. Yeah, follow uh, Alice and her adventures. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, you guys. Okay, bye. Bye, everybody. Yeah, yo, yo. Ah, ah. Do a show. Try to fuck you up. Ah. Wow, wow. Have you seen the WAP video? All right, we can just fade out. <laughs> <laughs> bye, else. Forever. <laughs> Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Ew.